Welcome to How to Money with Cole and Cole. I'm Cole. And I'm Cole. We coach people every day on their money and how to plan for the future. As financial advisors, we're here to have an honest conversation and educate you on how to money. Intentionally and passionately, hit your money goals. And we'll throw in some sports talk along the way. Our mission and goal of this podcast is to improve your money journey and help you create the financial life you deserve. So let's talk money and sports. Welcome back to How to Money with Cole and Cole, here to talk about all things money, business. We're going to have another special guest again, but first, let's see how the guys are today. You know, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I'm, I'm heading to heading south for Florida in a couple of days, so I'm, I'm ready to roll. Can't complain there. I'll be, I'll be there with you. Yeah. So. What's yeah, going on in Florida? Florida? So we have a CFG convention trip, so you had to hit certain numbers. Um, Bailey didn't quite make it, but we're not going to talk about that. Um, and uh, so you had to hit certain stuff. numbers, and then you got to go to Florida for uh, three nights, four days. And both me and Cole are, are heading wheels up tomorrow. It's tomorrow morning. Gosh, I can't believe it's tomorrow morning. No, it's great. This week's been a blur. <laughs> I know. It has been. Um, but yeah, there's supposed to be like rain all the time we're down there, but we're yeah, still It's fun. Florida, though. It rains. You know, yeah. there's a chance of rain like all the time. Right. I, went, Florida. So I went like, to Florida last summer, and it rained every day we were there. But it yeah. was like nice weather, but then yeah. there'd be one hour in the afternoon yeah. every day. It yeah, it's going to be 90 degrees every day, so mm-hmm. looking forward to that. Yep. How, how about them yeah, cyclones? I was just going to say. Yeah. How about them cyclones? Let's go, Cole. Yeah, Cole good, with uh, the only right prediction last week. Was that me? Did I? No, it was, no, it was Cole I, Peterson. I was going to say, yeah, I didn't think I picked cyclones. So. And I backed up Cole Peterson on that. So Let's be honest. It was ugly football. Oh like, it gosh. wasn't good football. Actually, no, it was a fun football game to watch, though. There were so many like turnovers. and There should have been fall. a lot more points. You yeah, know, there was turnovers teams, in the red zone. Both teams, teams fumbled on the one-yard line. And how, how does that even happen that two times? That's yeah, crazy. Pretty crazy. But um, good, for, uh, good for the cyclones. Yeah. You know, that's what it was... Yeah. Was seven? I think seven it was straight, six. But six yeah. straight losses. So and it was at Iowa, so it was a big deal. It, yeah. And no offense, this is going to hurt me too, but we did lose in golf at the Growth Alliance to Cole J, which it was pretty much Cole versus you. Thank so. you for bringing that up. Yeah, you're yeah. welcome. Yep. Got to help out both sides. Cole Peterson didn't have quite the support that <laughs> Mr. Cole Jasky did with Kirsten Mason dropping about five putts in a row on five holes. Now, y- you did a better job than getting them in the position, but um, we only lost by one. It was it was Next fun, year. though. It was I, fun. Yeah. It was. Double or nothing. Time. I don't sense any bitterness coming from Cole Peterson involved in this. No, and it only cost me a lunch, which which is better than sometimes on the golf course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but, but yeah, we. I think uh, my team played above expectations, though. I would, if I were to put that, hundred percent. What did I say? We'd probably shoot before the start of the round, though. I said it's probably gonna we're gonna shoot seven, eight, nine under. Yep. We shot eight and nine, and it took twelve or fourteen to win or something like that. So. It was oh. fun, though, and a great day, great oh, day, and it was awesome Beautiful support day. from the yeah. community, you know, a great event, you know, shout out to you uh, gotta, everyone that was involved there. Yeah, and you got to appreciate this. Everyone in the office is super competitive. You know what? Like, business owners, they're super competitive. Like, you just got to have that grind. I'm being serious, as you guys know, you're business owners. Our special guest today is a business owner. We're going to talk all things entrepreneurs and money, and I'm sure he's a little competitive. I, I bet he is a little bit. You think? I think so. Like the NFL. Pretty competitive. My husband's sad because now Dax Prescott is out <laughs> for the season. And he's like looking at me like I'm supposed to care. He's not out for the season. Is Six he? weeks. He's got to have surgery. So who knows? Six it's still eight a, weeks. It's yep. I heard end of October was what I heard. Yeah. Yeah. Well, He'll be back then, before you know it. There's 17 games now. That's that's nothing. But it's, a, it's the best time of year, though. I love it. Oh, we, we had uh, 
yesterday morning it like felt it was like in the 40s so it felt not that I want cold weather but fall weather you know there's there's playing fall golf and watching football on Sundays nothing better than that so unless you're a Husker fan a tough time to be a Husker fan right Ooh. now not 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 to Can't throw that one throw that out there Georgia yeah. Southern rough really rough that's you like thought, losing Iowa Central it, it stinks I know so many Husker fans and they thought when they got Scott Frost it was like oh my god you know this was the right. savior and just talk about a loyal fan base but tough situation there the last last five years or so or more go but go back to your Steelers though did you did you watch the game the Steelers Cincinnati game crazy oh my Uh, gosh I was watching on the red zone channel so I got the opportunity basically to sit on my butt all day last Sunday and watch football because me and Molly just decided we weren't going to do anything and um that game was crazy that was kind of like the Iowa State game was like back and forth weird stuff you know best field goal kicker in the league last year missing like a 42 yarder to win it, it and was it's crazy after the Bengals or burrow had five turnovers right it, right like, that's what yeah that's a was a wild game if the Bengals like, would have won it. it was like uh with a you know a the turnover margin difference if they would have won it was like the last time a team won uh with that turnover margin it was like 10 years ago right or something for it just doesn't habit. happen yeah, in the nfl happened. if you turn the ball over you typically yeah. don't win oh yeah, block. Yeah, there's a little bit of everything. Block PATs, oh missed field goals, you know, so turnovers. So Jasky's team barely won, and oh. Peterson's team barely lost. The Broncos. The Broncos. Yeah, on Sunday night, we had a 64-yard field goal to win it. Um, I thought we played okay. We, what, as what far as the Broncos <laughs> go, I always do that. Yeah, it's not funny. It is. No, my wife doesn't. It's not funny. Um, anyway, we uh. We, as in the Broncos team, uh, played okay. Turned the ball over a little too much. Russ played okay. But, uh, yeah, playing in Seattle is hard no matter who's playing. I mean, we lost to Geno Smith, uh, quarterback, for the Seahawks, and he hadn't started a game in like eight years. So Probably not the opener Russell Wilson wanted you know wanted to have no. there. Kind of, kind of a, a no-win situation there unless they did pull out the victory. So They'll we're, get better. First-year coach, first-year as yeah. quarterback in a new city, it'll get totally. better. We're back home next week against the Texans. I think we'll be okay. What an easy uh, opening schedule, though. You know, the Seahawks were not picked to be very great of a team. But no. Boy, that'd stink to be 0-2 going into week three. So we will not better get them fired. I, better I, get the will, boys fired up. I do not say this word on this podcast enough. I will guarantee the Broncos <laughs> will win this week <laughs> we against don't the guarantee. Texans. We don't guarantee. I will guarantee the Broncos win this week. On that note, let's get ready to talk about someone – other than our football knowledge and IQ and all things golf. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to talk with the one and only Craig Gerard. Brown shoe fit. This podcast is produced by Spin Market and Digital. Located in Fort Dodge, Iowa, Spin Market's highly skilled team can help you increase your market by updating your website, improving SEO, designing advertisements, and producing podcasts that will grab the attention of your market. Contact Spin Market today for all your digital marketing needs at digitalagent at spinmarketwith2ks.com or call us at 515-302-8026. And to learn more, visit our website at www.spinmarketwith2ks.com. That's digitalagent at spinmarket.com or 515 515- 302-8026 or visit our website www.spinmarketwith2ks.com
All right, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, sitting with me and Cole is Craig Gerard, owner of Brown Shoe Fit here in Fort Dodge. How you doing, Craig? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? Can't we're, complain. Yeah, we're doing pretty good. We're uh, we're excited to have you here. Uh, we're ready to talk about uh, entrepreneurs in uh, in business and and you know challenges, uh, good things, bad things, all kinds of that. And uh, first, we wanted you to to introduce yourself a little bit to the to the listeners about uh, your background and how you got to Fort Dodge and Browns. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's uh, the shoe business for me started pretty early. So I actually grew up in the shoe business. My dad had the Brown Shoe Fit store in Charles City, Iowa. So I literally started working in the shoe store in grade school. Okay. Um, you know, didn't fall in love with it until high school. But junior year of high school, I decided this is what I want to do. I want to own my own shoe store. I want to work with successful people. Jumped into their training program in Charles City with my dad. Had the opportunity to move to Cheyenne, Wyoming and uh, train for actually two different owners out there. Um, kind of skipped the college thing. I did, I did NIAC over in Mason City while I was still living at home, um, working at the shoe store. I decided pretty early I wanted to, uh, to be an owner. And then I also wanted to learn from people who were actually doing it. No knock on college at all because you got you to gotta learn and you got to have education. But I wanted to get my education from the people that are actually out in the field working on it. So right. moved to Cheyenne, Wyoming. I got to work for two owners out there. And then I got an opportunity to buy into my first business down in uh, Alva, Oklahoma. Heard of Alva? No. Have not. No. Can't no. say I have. No, no. I don't doubt it. Nobody has uh, up in this part of the area. But town of 5,000 people, almost in the panhandle. Uh, one of the wealthiest counties per capita in the state of Oklahoma. A lot of ranchers down there, um, wheat farm. It's green all winter down there instead of like here. Uh, the, the wheat is green down there, but that was weird. Um, so we were down in Alva about four years. Um, knowing we wanted to get back to the Midwest the whole entire time, we wanted to get back to Iowa and raise our family here. Um, my wife and I, Raquel, uh, she are high school sweethearts. Um, so she moved with me to Wyoming. She moved with me to Alva, had our son down in Alva whole time. knowing we wanted to get back to Iowa and raise our family. Um, we got an opportunity in 96 to come back to Iowa and come to Fort Dodge and open our Fort Dodge location from scratch. So we have 72 locations. Um, a lot of our owners they don't get that opportunity. They're, they're going into a business that's already established. So for me to get the opportunity to start from zero, um, fed my entrepreneur brain and, and motivated me so much. Right, right. That, that's, that's, a, that's a great, uh, great synopsis of what brought you here. And, and uh, what caught my, my uh, ear was, you knew what you wanted to do your junior year of high school. I know, man. It's 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 rare, right? And and I think I still well, wanted to be an NFL football yeah. player in my junior year. <laughs> that high dream school. died fast. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that same thing. That's I, abnormal. I, I agree, and and probably you know some of your surroundings and what you you grew up on, and that's that's what's cool too about you know entrepreneurs and entrepreneurial families, you know, around that. But uh, I didn't realize so seventy two stores in the Browns organization obviously you can own your own store independent i guess i was just just maybe explain that to me yeah yeah absolutely yes at, at this time 72 locations um we actually started in 1911 in shenandoah iowa was the very first oh, wow. store right so long time ago um sometimes 
when I talk to young people about coming into Browns, I try to be careful here because, you know, history lost. When you start with 1911, like, you immediately lose people's attention. It's lost <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's flashbacks of history yeah. class. Before so, my grandmother was born. Yeah, that's not good. That's yeah. not good. So, but anyway, that was the start, right? So uh, the cool part is when Brown wanted to open another location, only one person, you don't want to cut yourself too thin. So he found a partner. And he, he, Charlie Perry was his first partner, opened Knoxville, Iowa. But when Brown was a partner in the store, Charlie Perry was, was able to buy in and be a partner in the store um, and run all the day-to-day. So now, same exact concept, which is super cool to me that it's the same way and we haven't messed it up yet. Um, so same deal, 72 locations, 72 independent LLCs, um, and all of the partners have been managers and owners of, of Brown Shoe Fit stores. So the only way to be a partner in a Brown Shoe Fit store is to be a manager of a physical location. And then you buy a partnership in that LLC. So Fort Dodge for me. And then we can buy a partnership in other LLCs throughout the company as they become available. Um, yeah. Same so you, concept. So you cannot own part of Browns unless you basically manage and work at Browns. You've gone through the process. Through Sounds the process. like there's a process yeah. of understanding. That's that's obviously a um, a testament to a successful model. Mm-hmm. 1911 right. around, right? Not you know a lot of things don't make it you know, make it that long. So uh, yeah, interesting, very interesting, cool uh, cool story brings you brings you here to Fort Dodge. I, w- I would assume that you've experienced some ups and downs throughout your so 1996. Obviously, yes. we're in 2022, so 37 years. 26, but quick math. Wow. Yeah, I'm usually pretty good at math. Off a decade there. I am killing it today. (laughs) 26 years. Jeez, I didn't even have the second number right. Is that how you do your age? Oh, man. man. Drop 10. I'm 33. I dropped 10. I'm in my 50s, though. (laughs) Okay, 26 years. You've experienced some ups and downs. Probably most recently, the, the COVID pandemic, I would assume, was something that maybe you can tell us about you know, being an entrepreneur during that time period and, you know, what you experienced during a, a recession or a pandemic, you know, things like that. Yeah, absolutely. It, it was, it was, uh, it was crazy times, right? And nobody, nobody knew, nobody had been through it. So again, with, with the 1911 timeline on our company, everything I've experienced up until March 27th of 2020, I've had somebody to call or, I've had a resource to go back to, whether it was my dad or whether it was some of my dad's buddies that were owners. Um, you know, a company that long, you just have a ton of resources and a ton of experience. Well, March 27th of, of 2020, when the governor asked all retail shoe stores to lock their doors, like a lot of other businesses, and um, immediately angry, right? You, you got to go through that, what's going on and... and uh, that was a Thursday night. Um, we were locked up on that Friday. We literally had to lock our doors and not let any customers in the store. So by Monday morning, um, you know, it was, it was complete mind flip. And th- this is going it, to, it's still like, doesn't freak people out, but they, they, they realize how weird I am maybe. But it, it, I, I just took it on as a challenge of my career. And, and literally th- from... So that was what, end of March, say, right? So the month of April, we had to be closed. But 
uh, Amanda Specht and Jazzy Porter were my two full-timers at the time. And we decided together, what can we do the month of April to, to make it, right, to survive? And we didn't even know if we were going to get a May 1st clear or not. Um, I think it was about mid-April. They, they started talking about a May 1st reopen. So we had the month of, of uh, April to get through and figure it out. We took our social media times 10. Amanda Speck took over all the content pieces. Um, I found the bottom number that we needed to just break even, not make any money the month of April 2020. Um, and I put that on the calendar. And every day, the three of us, Josie, Amanda, and I walked through the day and what do we need for a number to get to, to get to the number that we needed to, to break even? We crushed the number by 35%. Awesome. Um, yeah, made a little bit of money, but, you know, <laughs> the more the merrier. We, we were down 50% for the month of April. Um, but it was, a, it was the single biggest win of my career to be down 50% from a normal April or 2019 April. Um, it was more motivating, more exciting. Got my juices going more than having a killer crusher month. Um, and again, I'm at, I've been at it for 25 years yep. in Fort Dodge. I've been at it about 32 years overall at that time. So the weird thing, again, the, the COVID motivated me. The COVID helped me like uh, take on a challenge that I'd never seen before. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. I, I've got, uh, you know, it sounds like mindset. You know, yes. that's a that's a thing, and very relative. You hear the entrepreneur, uh, you know, energy and stuff. But where does that? Where do you think that comes from? Obviously, the the COVID triggered you to kind of go into that, like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna control my destiny mode. There. Where do you think that? You know, what what is attributed to that? I'm kind of curious. Yeah. What, what kind of brought you there? Or how how you think you you trained yourself? Obviously, at some point, like, okay, there's a problem. I'm gonna I'm gonna fix it. Or I'm gonna have a solution. Where, where does that come from? Mom and dad. I mean, no, awesome. no, no doubt, no doubt, uh, you know, dad being, being my biggest mentor ever. Right. Um, but just the way you raise the my it is a mindset game a hundred percent. And and I think about that a lot in the business and whatever I'm doing is, is you take it on or, or you don't. And, uh, with COVID again, it, it was kind of like pioneer, right? Cause, cause nobody had been through it. I mean, mm -hmm. we, we're talking about a company that's been through the depression and everything world, was world, new. World, right. everything was new. Yeah. Nobody had any idea what was going to happen. So 2020, we, we, we almost made the year, um, from 2019 to 2020. Um, cause once things opened in May, we, we started rocking and, and getting it back. So, so we made our 2020, we, we, um, Company-wide, we were down 40% in 2020. We had stores down 90% wow. in 2020. We almost lost a few, uh, mostly out in Colorado because things were just super weird out there and way more challenging. I mean, and you guys get this completely, but the Midwest is the best. Yeah. I mean, it, it, people are way more common sense. They're way, they just don't, they just don't swing you know, as, as much. So hundred percent. Yeah. Yep. We, we love the Midwest. Yeah, for sure. I was going to say what a testament to pivot, you know, like, cause a lot of people did look at COVID restaurants, the shoe business. I mean, just having a storefront with clothes and shoes in it in today's world, even a pivot with online. So like what a testament to you. But I also, you said something about upping your social media and I've noticed your guys' social media and like talk about the importance of networking, building a strong team around yourself to be able to pivot in those situations. You've created a great team. 
yeah, that, that social media piece, one of the coolest parts was because we were holding some numbers and we, we get company wide, we get weekly, monthly from all 72 stores. So, so we were getting some phone calls on what are you doing? You know, cause we were holding some numbers and, uh, so we started doing social media for some of the other stores around the company. And, and now we continue to currently, we have 12 stores that we work with and handle their social media. But the biggest part of that, a hundred percent, I would not have done that by myself. Um, so like Bailey said, the team aspect is the only way to get that done. If it was up to me to post 10 Facebook posts a day. Yeah. Not, not happening. Not happening. <laughs> you got to have a good team you, around you. Yeah. You, you got to build that team. And Amanda Speck took the content and, uh, I have another gal that runs the backside of Facebook. She knows it inside and out. And, uh, so she's still works with us currently, but so yeah, the team building at store level, we, we now, um, have six full-time people. We have 12 part-time people. So we're running a crew of 18. Um, and a hundred percent, I can't get any of the success done without a big team so right right that's the best thing i think entrepreneurs successful entrepreneurs do is they, they build a team around them they 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 don't try to take it on all themselves because you can't you can't and especially as you grow and you get bigger you, you've got to build a build a team around you that you trust and and uh do things there so we were talking earlier and i thought i thought this was interesting and it it, it it's a testament to your dedication to browns that just two years ago you started taking Saturdays off. So you, you, you're, you're 24 years into the business. I think I did the math right. That there time. we go. 24 years into the business and you just started taking Saturdays off. Yeah. Like, and, that, and that was 24 years in Fort Dodge. Right. So I, right. I, I started, you know, I'm back to the, the work in a dad's store. I worked almost every Saturday as a high school kid. So you're right. That, I, that's weird. Again, I'm, I, I get it. I'm weird sometimes, but but I worked a lot in the shoe store and, and Saturdays were, were the day. Like you wanted to work Saturdays cause that's when you're rocking and selling some shoes and it's fun. But being a business owner, we were open seven days a week for 23 years in Fort Dodge. Um, but I did a pretty good job of avoiding Sundays. Um, you know, raising a family and just committing some time to them. I, I did commit the Sundays, but six days a week for 30, two, three years or something, man. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's crazy. You definitely have to have the stomach to handle, uh, that, that business ownership piece. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, um, you know, I was just sitting here thinking about that. We're kind of in this instant gratification world right now, you know, with young, uh, you know, not so much young, anyone, just all, all generations kind of going through it. And, um, it's cool to see and, and hear your passion, you know, obviously for, for, for the business that, that you in and running and owning your own business and, and talking about your team. So, um, it, today was my first day actually meeting you. So, so it's pretty cool for me to see. And I, I, I love it. I can tell like even, even just the, and I'm getting off topic here, but just seeing the, the glow in the room, you know, energy's contagious and being around good, uh, good quality people is a, a, a contagious thing. You're not going to be able to get coal out of your store from uh, now on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm an entrepreneur yeah. now. I love He's going to be over there it. picking yeah. your brain I, about I, everything. Yeah, <laughs> I, I haven't sold you shoes yet, but I'm guessing 10, 10 and a half. And uh, I got a few picked out in my head. A little bigger. A little bigger. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, I'll give Craig a little bit of a break. And, and I know we're, we're running short on time. But I, I had a story that, that uh, rung true to me as an entrepreneur that uh, that I learned when I was at Principal Financial Group. And, and it was a it was a... Basically, it was a portfolio manager talking about how he picked companies to invest in. 
and uh, he he had went to a, a conference, and this guy told this story, and it was the owner of Fastenal. You may have heard of that company. They they do screws and nuts and bolts and things like that. And the the owner one day got up, uh, you know, got up at six thirty like he always did. Ate his breakfast, went to the office, and it was a Monday, and and um, you know, eight o'clock came around, and nobody sh- nobody showed up. And so he calls his wife, and he's like, "Honey, what, what's what's going on? Why why is nobody coming to work?" And she goes, "Well, it's Memorial Day." You're at work at Memorial Day, but you're so used to going to work on a Monday that you just got up and went. And that's what it takes for a successful business owner. I don't say you need need to work every, I don't work on Memorial Day, but I'm just saying like that mindset of you get up, you go to work and you work and you, you work from, you know, whatever time you, you set your hours or, um, you know, sometimes as business owners, we don't have hours. We, we just work when work needs to be done. So I just thought that was a, a cool story that I, that I would share, and, and that was something that that rung true to me when I wanted to have my own business. Like you've got to have that dedication that you're willing to work when nobody else is. Yeah, drive. You know, mindset's huge, right? And the, and then the drive, right? That's that's the piece that if you don't have that drive and and want to go to work and want to make your business successful, it's not going to be because as a business owner. You know, like you guys are, no one else is going to do it. You, you got to get in there and do it. So talking about, you know, entrepreneurship and, and I think we probably all have some mentors, you know, you talked about your parents, you know, being, being a big impact, but, uh, t- talk a little bit about, uh, what you're doing, uh, at Browns and, and some of the mentoring and things you got going on with some of the young, younger folks. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's truthfully at, at 53 now and being in it as long as I have, it's my favorite part is, uh, finding young people um, that, that want to be around the shoe store. And then, you know, we're just looking for really good people and don't, we're not necessarily looking for that business owner right out of the gate, but we just want to get good young people in the store. And what I've found is uh, about one in seven fall in love with the shoe business like I did. And, and, you know, that junior year when I decided I wanted to do it, um, but they get in there, they start learning some of the business pieces. They start working with customers and uh, buying product and selling product and uh, and we get them hooked. Um, they get hooked on being an entrepreneur and being a business owner. So we've been able to, you know, I, I kind of lost track. Truthfully, I it's I'm definitely in the twenties as far as getting a young person started into the shoe business. Um, out of those, you know, again the numbers I'm not sure, but probably have had fifteen ish become owners. And still currently have nine people that I've brought through the Fort Dodge store that are out there running a business, running a shoe store and uh, becoming partners in other stores. So definitely one of my favorite pieces. That's that's, awesome. That's cool. And it makes me wonder what I'm doing with my life. Yeah, I know. (laughs) That's that's a common trait, though, it seems to be with, you know, the successful entrepreneurs. A lot of times that, you know, their best people leave them but they end up starting their own business, right? And that's a very, I think a very good sign as a leader and as a business, if you, you, if you're you growing um, or you're losing some of your good people, it stinks, right? Cause you're losing yeah. some of your go-to people, but but seeing them bloom and success, obviously very fulfilling for you. Yeah, absolutely. And, and some of the people that I've had come through, I, I've I've tried to keep them. I mean, and it's exactly <laughs> what you're saying, Cole. I, I, they're great people and I, I've offered them full-time jobs and stay in Fort Dodge and let's grow this thing together. And, uh, but when you have that spirit, when you want to be a business owner, um, I also know and very proud and, and happy to send them on their way to be a business owner. Because if you have that, you, you just got to go chase it and do it. And, and Brown's offers a 
fantastic opportunity to do that. Every successful entrepreneur, I think, wants to be a mentor just to somebody else in their business. And I think if you have that mindset where you're you're willing to go out of your way to teach someone what you do and how you've been successful, um, that that I think that that is the way to be, and that's how you become a successful entrepreneur. And people will um, follow in your footsteps. And I think that's a testament to you, Craig. So thank you. Um, I'm going to wrap it up on this, uh, this question. Uh, so you do community fit night here in Fort Dodge. You also do a lot of stuff in the community. Uh, talk a little bit about, about fit night specifically, but what else, uh, Browns is doing in the, the community, um, for, uh, for Fort Dodge. Yeah. The third Thursday fit night, you know, was, it was a dream originally when we started uh, talking about it. it was 2014 actually. And we, we put, we had our first season and first kickoff was April of 2014, which is crazy that it's that we're in our ninth season um original thought was 30 thursdays and uh which is every thursday april through october and uh, i'm glad we didn't stick with 30 thursdays um because we have seven so we run april through october every third thursday and uh you know, right from the get-go, we wanted it to be a community event. Our original thought was it grow into a community event. We did not expect it to be that right out of the gate. Um, but we wanted to get people out in our neighborhood. And at that time, the sidewalks and the Fifth Avenue project, the the 2030 project, all that was pretty new back in 2014, right? And the, the sidewalks out there, um, we just felt like we wanted to get people on them. So that was a lot of the drive was just get people to our neighborhood and maybe to our parking lot too. But, uh, <laughs> right. you know, I, I love hosting it. I love it being at Brown Shoe Fit. Um, but as it's grown, in August of 2019, we had over 300 people show up for Fit Night. Um, our, our start in 2014, we had 24 people at the very first one. But we just, we, we felt the energy of it. We felt people wanting it. So we committed to just, let's stay with this thing and let's just grow it. So again, I'm a little all over the place, but nine seasons in, um, we're, we're, we love it. We, we have community partners now. So that's been another big piece that we have a lot of community uh, partners who are businesses in the area and they're, uh, they're part of Fit Night also. Just so, just so everyone knows, just to make sure what Fit Night is, everyone gathers at Brown Shoe Fit. You walk, how many miles is it? It's a certain path. And then you guys do a little giveaway and feed everyone. It's a really cool event. I've gone to it. I've taken my kids to it. I just wanted to clarify what Fit Night was right? for, the, it, for the listeners. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, it's, uh, we map out a five-mile course. Um, and then I think the other thing is people hear the word fit and they can get a little intimidated by it, right? But please don't. Um, Fit nights for all all fitness levels. We map out the five mile course, but you can literally walk, jog, run as far as you want, and then you you literally just turn around and walk back. Um, our record, um, pretty sure she was ninety two. Um, she walked down to Wells Fargo, so just down to the corner, and then turned around and walked back. She participated in fit night. That's awesome. That's awesome. And it's so cool. And then and then it has turned into a, a young family event. We we get a lot of kids we've had infants um so the 92 year olds on our top end we had a, a two-week-old um baby there and uh and so that's the range in the age range so if you fit between two weeks and 92 um or if you want to break the top end record come on out and yeah. uh, join us that's awesome. that's awesome i think it really just speaks volume to like being successful is one thing but then also 
helping your community, give back, come to a podcast. I mean, you're always growing and learning and it would be easy for people to be like, Craig's made it, he's done, but you're constantly growing, which is so cool. And so cool for listeners thinking like there's a lot of risk, but it's a lot of reward as a business owner. So just to sum up this, this fit night thing. So our listeners, is there, is there any cost for anybody that, that comes to this or how, how is, how is that all taken care of? No, there never has been. And as far as I'm running, as long as I'm running it, there won't be any cost to it. Um, community partners help us out a little bit and, uh, and then tropical smoothies been a huge partner for us and they help us out on some food. Um, high V's done food, mineral city, um, lefties when Steve was there, they did some food. So so as you're out walking, um, we're, we're, we go get the food. And then when you get back from your walk or run, you can grab something to eat, typically enough to call it dinner so you don't have to go home and cook anything, which mm-hmm. is which is a bonus. Um, and then we always give away some product at the end of the night. Uh, we do keep it very punctual. We do a 6 o'clock start, and we do a 7 o'clock uh, wrap-up with some prizes. We always have at least two pair of shoes to give away at the end of the evening um, and, and some other cool stuff, too, to give away. So we keep it punctual because everybody's busy, right? And, right? and we want them to count on Fit Night being not drawn out, and they can count on that timeline and, and get on with their busy busyness of their lives. Well, that's awesome, and, and I'm glad that you do that for the community, Fort Dodge, and, and uh, I knew the answer to the cost thing. Cool, we'll be there this. tomorrow, right? Uh, tomorrow, let me... No, I'll be in no, Florida. In Florida. Yeah, I, knew I, couldn't, I knew I couldn't make it for some reason. But no, um, really last cool. thing here, I know that you recently became a grandparent. Uh, first grandchild, Cole and Kelly uh, Gerard had Baylor Brooks on March 25th. What's that experience been like? It's crazy. I, I mean, you know, kind of like becoming a parent, right? It, it's hard. You can never explain how, how the feeling is to someone who doesn't have kids, what it's like to have kids. But then once you have them, you're like, that's what they were talking about, right? It's so, so crazy. Grandparents the same way. You, you hear about it and you hear how awesome it is. And it, it's, it's all of that and more. And because uh, you get to hand them back. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was thinking I, that the one. whole time you were that's talking. That's why my dad says all the time. That's a common, that's a common grandparent. You know, thing. Yeah. Like, it's great, but when they get bad, we get to send them home. So <laughs> yeah. Here's all the sugar. Go home. All right. All right. Well. That's going to do it. Thanks, Greg, for being here. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Craig. Uh, we really appreciate your time. We know it's valuable, and we'll see you guys again on How to Money with Cole and Cole. Thank Cole you, Cubs. guys. You've been listening to How to Money with Cole and Cole, the podcast of Essential Financial Group, courtesy of Spin Market. Learn more about the Central Financial Group on their website, www.centralfinancialgroup.com. For now, I'm Cole. And I'm Cole. And we'll see you on the greens. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Royal Alliance Associations Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Royal Alliance Associations Incorporated is separately owned and other entities and or marketing names, products, or services referenced here are independent of Royal Alliance Associations Incorporated. Material discussed is meant for general informational purposes only, and it is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon when coordinated with individual professional advice. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Diversification does not insure against loss. Any guarantees discussed refer only to fixed insurance products and are backed by the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company.